Welcome back to GPS Sports. I'm Quinn, as usual, alongside Seth and Connor. How are you guys doing today? Quinn, it is a brisk fall day. The leaves are falling. It's a is cool it? 78 degrees outside. Yeah. I'm feeling wonderful, and I want to talk about some sports. I am feeling also wonderful, Quinn, and I also think it's a brisk day. <laughs> Me and Seth are doing exactly the same. Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, did you guys watch the uh, the Redskins-Dolphins game last Yes, no. I did, and it was beautiful. I watched all three hours of it. I couldn't peel my eyes from the screen. Brilliantly it was possibly bad. the best game of the season. Actually, no, objectively. For a one-point <laughs> game where Brian Flores goes for two at the end of the game, could you get any more drama? There was an onside kick that got overturned for a kicker offside. On, on the real... Speaking of good games, that Packers-Lions game. Thank you, Quinn. We'll talk finally, about that in the age like milk. Finally, something that matters. <laughs> here's here's the deal, Quinn, is that what Seth is mistaking a close game for a good game. Just because, let's say hypothetically, I'm playing um, Little League Baseball and I'm in second grade and the game ends in a tie. Quinn, that doesn't make it a great game because the stakes are so low. The only person <laughs> who cares to watch is my mom and my grandparents if they could get out the door that morning, okay? The stakes were so low in that Redskins-Dolphins game. Seth is bl- blaspheming on the podcast, calling out a great game. I couldn't care less. Brian Flores going for two, ending the game either on a, on a win or a loss, is mercy. If that game goes into overtime, it is just prolonging the inevitable. No. I'm sorry. It was that game was. It, it, I couldn't have cared less. It would have pained me. Well, we're on, it was poetry we're on this, in motion. It we're on was this some notes, dark. So we might as well like officially start age like milk. This yeah, is, yeah. This, you know who's yeah. You know who's age take, like milk. Age, age like milk takes. Here we are. Stop talking over me, Quinn. Shut you up. know who's take aged like milk. Connor's take that that would be a bad game. Because, my goodness, two different quarterbacks for the Dolphins come out. You start with Rosen, you hit him with Fitzmagic in that second half. This this, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> this is going to be one of those things that you guys just disagree on and are not going to be able to get the other to come over to your side. Quinn, I don't need Seth on the side of truth. It's his decision whether he <laughs> wants to be correct or not. I'll, I'll leave that to him. Seth, I would appreciate it if you started searching for truth like I do. The truth of the sports being the truth of these games being the games that are good are the games that mattered. That game is going to fade into history like like a fart in the wind. Let me tell you why that game matters so much more than a game against <laughs> like let's say it's it's week 15, you've got two teams with five wins. That game doesn't matter. You know what game does matter? The one where two teams fighting for 0 and 16 and the number 1 pick come together to uh. win/lose. It's unclear what the result will be and it's excitement and I, it I got is everything not that I excitement wanted. at all. This is like being in an old folks' home, uh, and you're just waiting, waiting to see who's gonna die. You know, <laughs> it's just we're just walking around. That got morbid. Hey, is hey, that what you do at an old huh? folks? I don't know. That's how I feel like <laughs> the type of energy. I'm talking low energy. I'm talking no one's really. We've already amounted to what we are going to I amount to in last the old week. folks' home, which I is the last same in the Redskins' home. It was going to be. Game. It was going to be like two fish, two dead fish flopping around. That you know, exactly still doesn't make sense. Slowly, slowly dying, and you're just watching to see whichever one flops last. Exactly, and the Redskins, <laughs> which is winning, entertaining yeah, to me. Let me tell you, Seth, and the Redskins winning that game is like um, a fish that was flopping around. 
back into the ocean. It's like, oh, your your life is going to be so much worse now that you won, that you made it back into the ocean. You have no, there's no good life ahead of you. Your quality of life is just it's that, so bad because now they're not going to get the number one pick. Perhaps it'll be the Dolphins. The Bengals are kind of like a quiet. That game would have been great to see going to overtime, though. Like just the, the, the futility of the teams in that. Thank game. you, Quinn. Futility. I'm glad that you brought that yeah, up. But it that was, game is uh, full. In of my it. opinion, it was fun futility. See, that's you know, where our opinions differ on this, uh, Connor. It's morbid that you two liked watching that game. It's so <laughs> morbid. <laughs> you so guys want to watch these two dying. Dying breeds fight each other. Uh, if the Dolphins it. can beat the Bengals and all three of those teams go one in fifteen, ooh, we got a fight on our hands. Okay, so we also have <laughs> on our age like milk uh, the 49ers. Uh, last week we talked about are they legit? We said no. No, we did not. We still say <laughs> no. <laughs> we, Me and Quinn what? say no. Connor, Connor said yes. I am so excited. Props props to Connor. They did beat the Rams, but this does not take away um, from my take. And even Richard Sherman said after the game, and he's I mean, been hey, saying this after. I'm, I'm happy for them. They're 5-0. Yeah, and 0. No, good for them. Um, but Richard Sherman, you know, he said, hey, if you said that we were going to be bad at the start of the season, hold to that take. I will hold to that take. I will proudly hold to that take. I still don't think that they're making the playoffs. Um, and that's because the rest of their schedule looks very difficult. Um, the Rams have not looked good of late. I did say uh, that the 49ers would win one of the four games that they play against the Rams and the Seahawks. That one has been won. And so here we are going into the rest of the season. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I... I want to stick by my take. I do give Connor props, though. He said they were legit, and they they seem to be showing legit legitness. Oh, uh, you legitimacy. Guys, do you guys smell that? Do you, do you smell like what? Is it aged milk? What's that? Uh, ding! Oh, what's that here in my oven? Oh, look! I've baked you a humble pie. Here, Quinn. Here, I sliced you a slice. Hey, Seth, I've sliced you a slice as well. Enjoy your humble pie, men. The 49ers are 4-0. Their defense performed... 5-0. 5-0. Okay, boom. Sorry. Yeah, 5-0. I, I lose track of how many wins, and but I don't lose track of how many losses they <laughs> have. They're just they winning they so much. No losses. Listen... The NFC West is going to be the best dis- division in football. I think that's a fair because argument. Because you have yeah. the Seahawks, who are like kind of elite. You have the 49ers, who are proving themselves to be. Right now, they're number two in the power rankings. Right now, oh. week six. Okay, yeah. their defense is performing admirably, and their There's rushing attack one. when they have the lead. Well, pa- Patriots, no. right? Um, and we can get to that yeah, in a second. <laughs> the bottom line is this about the 49ers, um, is that I hope you two enjoy your humble pie. They're 5-0. and Jimmy G's not making any huge mistakes. Um, Kyle Shanahan is out here coaching, coaching the teeth out of this defense and this offense, okay? Here's what we have. When you get a 49ers team that can get a lead, their rushing attack is so powerful and their defense is so effective that they can hold leads and finish games well, and that's what they've been proving to do. All right. Next age like milk take. Uh, Seth, uh, want to fill us in on your uh, Lions take? You know, buddy, how, how's, how's that going? It's not a good week for me at all, Quinn. I'm just taking L's left and you, right. You really think the Lions are going to beat the Packers still? <sighs> Edge them out? Here's, here's what was so sad is, I don't know if you guys watched that game, but the refs robbed oh, the Lions game. twice. Yeah. Um, with that, that hands-to-the-face call that was clearly well, also, not hands-to-the-face. Also, the play on the end zone... Yes. Um, was that pass interference? No, well, uh, there was like there was like a touchdown call. I don't remember what team it was against, but there was a touchdown call that like their knee was down, like yeah. 
visibly down yeah. about a yard before the end zone. They called it a touchdown. Yeah. So there was, there was a number of missed calls. Call. Uh, if you if you listening didn't watch the game, uh, final score was 23-22 Packers. Incredible game throughout. Um, I think at the very least, the Lions have proven through this game that they are a legitimately very solid team. I don't know if they will make the playoffs this year, but they are doing much better than I think anyone uh, predicted that they would. And so... Good for them. Uh, I do believe that this game was robbed from them, um, but at the same time, I because of that, I might have to uh, kind of step away from my tinfoil hat take from week one that the Lions would win uh, the NFC North. So um, I, I am sailing that one out to sea um, as a lost cause, but at the same time, I'm proud of my Lions for fighting. They fought. They did. And I, and I think that's a good another point that you bring up too. Like I have uh, the Lions games before me. They tie the Cardinals week one. Week one's always kind of weird, and they kind of should have won that game. Um, they've won every other game except for this Packer game. They lost by one. The Chiefs game they lost by that um, Patrick Mahomes final drive. I think what the Lions are is a a, a very solid team, and I think they're going to be a spoiler to a, to these wild card yeah, teams who yeah. are uh, coming up in the NFC. The NFC is full of a lot of parity this year, uh, which is to say they're full of a lot of teams who could win at any moment and I think the Lions have just lost you know like the they're flipping a coin and it en- lands on the edge and then it falls tails yeah. and if it tails is a loss right if you don't um, you catch my drift I think they're just losing a game by a, a couple couple inches it's a game of inches and they haven't quite pulled it through though they're going to be a spoiler down the road and i think that's where your take comes from all right now we're going to start up on news at the speed of sound uh we have a lot to cover this week so we got to get into the meat of the episode um so uh let's start that timer up seth you want to get that up on your phone yes i can do that all right give us a give us a quick little countdown give us a three two and one three two one all right, first on the first on the list, Eliud Kipchoge runs a marathon in 1 hour, 59 minutes and 40 huh. seconds. The first human being ever to run a marathon in under 2 hours. That's 21 miles in under 2 hours. Tw- 20 23 or 23.6 uh, miles. Yeah, hey, I'll say even this more. though. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh I mean, it's just like it's when I think what we're seeing with athletes, this is a commentary on athletes that uh, we're going to only get more athletic and better athletes as techno- the technology of how to take care of our bodies and like um, the training uh, progresses as time. Our athletes are evolving, as you can see here. Boom. Uh, nationals are up 3-0 in the NLCS. Uh, basically, what this says to me, the Cardinals never belonged in the playoffs to start. Wow, that says that to you? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. We can I, talk about that later. I think the Cardinals played an excellent series against the Braves. I think the Nationals, what this really does show is that the Nationals were underranked. They were the best team in the MLB, I believe, from May. They have an through incredible the pitching season. staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a ridiculous statistic. Yeah, um, They are an incredible team who was underranked, and they could absolutely go to the World Series and really challenge either the Astros or the Yankees. Speaking of championship series, we have the Yankees and the Astros. Um, they're one and one right now. That's been a great series to watch so far. Yankees took game one by storm. Everyone was like, this is going to be a great, uh, like the Yankees are going to run away with this one. Next game, Carlos Correa, walk-off bomb. Did you guys see that bat flip? Yeah, that was, that oh, was oh, what a good game. What a great back flip. He's going to get plunked. <laughs> yeah. That's my tinfoil <laughs> take. He's going to get plunked. Uh, Patriots are the lone favorite in the AFC. Um, at this point, they are number one in the power rankings. They're running away Undefeated. with it. Undefeated. Um, 
they're killing the game right now. Mm-hmm. Don't count out the Chiefs. A couple of losses does not mean that they are out of this by any means. Uh, they have Tyreek Hill back. Their running game is solid. Mahomes is doing well. The defense needs to step up, um, and Mahomes is showing a bit um, of of just kind of that youth um, and inexperience that he has. But quite honestly, I still think that the Chiefs are the team to beat. Uh, the Packers, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Seahawks have uh, – what does this they're, say? So they're, uh, they, the Packers, Saints, 49ers, Seahawks are um, four of the upper teams in the um, ah, NFC right saying. now, and the NFC is full of a bunch of sleepers. So I think that this – what the commentary of that is to say in the AFC, it's kind of you have the Patriots separating themselves with the distance between right. themselves and the Chiefs. And then in the NFC, you have um, a ton of teams a who lot could closer. lose at any point, yeah. right? Like we were really high on the Cowboys two weeks ago and then back-to-back losses. So I guess three losses in a row and now we're forgetting about them. So the NFC has got a lot of different teams, I think, um, as we emerge into the second half of the regular season. Uh, we are going to see uh, the, um, I don't know, who are the men and who are the boys at the NFC. Uh, NBA starts next week. We get uh, we've had the preseason games for the last few weeks now. Been graced with mm-hmm. that Monday uh, China series, start. all that stuff, uh, and we finally get the regular season starting up next week. So yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. we're gonna look for a special NBA preview podcast yep. a week from today. Um, we're gonna be covering all things NBA. We'll have multiple tinfoil hat takes. We'll so tune make in sure for that. that. Make fools of ourselves before the season even starts. Um, I mean, you two can make fun of you make fools of yourselves uh, <laughs> at the beginning. Of the NBA season, I, on the other hand, am going to tap into my the enlightenment of the truth, uh, and that's the truth that transcends all time and space, and that is that the Lakers are going to be a two seed. Uh, next, uh, next, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, we got the Chargers offensive line. Um, we have one more news at the speed of sound after this that I'm adding on there. So just so you guys know, uh, Chargers offensive line has been atrocious. Mm-hmm. Connor, wanna wanna give your little. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think Analogy there. what we have is um, <laughs> Philip Rivers. Uh, he's having lots of kids, and he's getting lots of sacks. Uh, he's getting sacked a lot. So I'm just going to say he does have nine kids. His <laughs> his time in the sack has been um, not full of a lot of protection, um, and it's. Uh, I just mean to say that Philip Rivers is a man who, um, I don't know, I don't think a lot is working for him in the realm of protection, and uh, that's something that he is going to need to look at in the future as he we ages. we got 30 seconds. <laughs> and finally, uh, probably the biggest story of the last week, the Dodgers are out of the playoffs in the first round. This is insane. Uh, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Absolutely not. That's a tinfoil. That's milk, aged like milk take. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And how much time do we got left? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. I guess that's it for our our storylines, and this is a good transition actually into the next one. So let's let that timer go off. Hey, there we go. It actually made a sound this time. Cool. Um, Yeah, so this is a good transition um, into probably what's going to be one of the bigger things we talk about in this podcast. Um, And I want to spend a little bit of time on this because it's it's big. the Dodgers have been to the World Series the last two years, 2016, 2017, and they were favored to go this year as well. Yeah. What does it mean for the Dodgers when they lose in the first round of the NLDS this year? And and keep in mind, this is a team. This is a team that has it's like a 200 million dollar team, and they can't win a World Series. 
this is approaching 90s Braves territory where it's it's a team that cohesively should be brilliant. They have great pitching. Ryu had a career year. Uh, Kershaw is Kershaw. Walker Bueller did phenomenal. And even their back-end starters, Ross Stripling, did great. You know, so they have they have a great pitching staff, solid pitching staff. Bullpen with Kenley Jansen. Uh, Baez is on and off, but, like, still good. Uh, and then their starting lineup... Uh, the Dodgers are insane yeah, and yeah. can't win a World Series. Because they can't seem to put all those pieces together at the same time. Mm. Um, Jansen had a weak year. Uh, he was yeah, not he the did. all-star closer that he is known to be. He didn't make the all-star game this year, did no, he? No, he no, he did not. Um, the starters had a better year than last year. Um, we also picked up you know some great talent in Alex Verdugo early in the season Will Smith um, too Will Smith as the catcher uh, coming in his rookie rookie year Gavin Lux so there's a lot of great pieces Will there Smith is so versatile you know <laughs> yeah Connor he fights robots <laughs> he fights robots he fights zombies he so catches Will Smith the Dodgers. is a pro- prospect no, I'm just saying he's one of the most versatile actors of all time. Good. And okay. baseball player. Yeah. He's also a pitcher for the Giants. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at him go. Great. <laughs> Look at him go. Great. He's all over the map. Actually, great closer. He made the All-Star game. Wow. Just a good rap career. Uh, but, anyway. but anyway, just just to kind of wrap that up is this is a great team that can't all be great at the same time. And that's what you need to do to beat some of these great teams. And in the end, to me, as much as this is disappointing um, for the Dodgers organization, in the end, you lost a game. You lost one game that you should have won where you were up 3-0. In a very humiliating way, mind you. Absolutely. Uh, Clayton Kershaw so, choked. And that's, what's new, that's Dave yeah. Roberts' fault. That's and on that. I, I actually I want to talk about that. That is on the manager because you know Kershaw's history in this position. You've got other guys that you can put out there. Uh, and especially after that first home run... Yeah, just different decisions needed to be made, and I I believe that Dave Roberts is an incredible manager. Uh, but there's a lot on this team. There's he put a lot of talent. On too this much team. faith in Kershaw. He did, and, and that, that was his fault. When you have such a talented team, it's hard to not put faith in your yeah. talented players. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's an understandable mistake to me. If I'm the Dodgers, it's it's just another reset, like the last two years. If you still have the team that you want. You still have these guys like Baez. Mm-hmm. Baez should have been cut from this team years ago, and now he's having career numbers. Right. Great. You know, if you can get everything working at the same time, come October, this is a team that's going to win a World Series. And I remember reading ar- a couple of articles um, two years ago when they first played um, the Astros in that World Series that were saying if the Dodgers don't win this, they will never be a contender for another decade or more. And so, that's simply not true. Their farm system has come through. They've made great trade moves. They just can't finish the job. So here, here's my thing. As you guys know, I am a Padres fan. Um, and as Padres fans, we don't like the Dodgers. Uh, but I can respect that they're a great team. And they've done something really special. And they've put a good team together. As to why they can't win, uh, you guys might know the Padres recently fired their manager, Andy Green, because he sucks. Um, <laughs> and finished the season out with uh, Rod Barajas, who, who was, I think, their, their uh, minor league manager. He did a great job. They're looking for a new manager, though, uh, right now. That's their, they're, they're in a manager search. They're saying the front runners like Ron Washington. But in, in the, in the uh, talks, 
the name Dave Roberts was being brought up because people were saying he's going to get fired after this year. There's mm. no way that they, they, they leave him in there. And I think there is a point to that, but I also think that Dave Roberts is a good manager. My, my, I dare someone to come in there that is new to the organization oh, absolutely. and figure out what he's had to figure out. So he, Here's the thing. I think there is an argument to be made uh, where you have a $200 million team with the talent of the Dodgers and cannot win a World Series. Yeah, I, I I think there is an argument there for for you know firing Dave Roberts, uh, but I also think that there is an argument to be made where he still is figuring out this team. The Dodgers are a very fluid team. Yeah, most of their success this year, not not most of, but a good portion of their success this year came from those new guys: Verdugo, Will Smith, Gavin Lux. Like those guys really stepped up their game and he's learning as he goes and I, I think that's the reason that 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 Roberts still is on the Dodgers sure. is because he knows the team and he knows how to make those new players click with the team yeah um so I don't think that I mean they've already announced they're not firing them they're they're going on no. with another season with yeah them. um so yeah I, I think um yeah I think he stays around yeah I I, I agree um, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I guess the question that I kind of have for you guys is moving forward for the Dodgers. Um, will they win a World Series in the next couple few years? Is that going to happen? Um, I'll give my take first so Connor can bounce off whatever I say as, yeah, as usual when it comes to baseball. <laughs> word. Um, Manny Machado famously a few months ago said, um, that the Padres are going to win a World Series before the Dodgers. Well, I don't know if that is true, and I would love for it to happen. Um, I do think that this was their prime year. This year and next year are, are, their, are their window. That's going to be what, what does it. And if they can't win next year, then they're not going to win um, for, for a while. Um, I, I think they have all the pieces right now. I think they have... Um, the prospects i think they have the pitching i think they have uh the 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 bats holy cow cody yeah. bellinger is entering the prime of his career um next year will be telling and yeah. i think uh if they make some some moves this off season that could help them out but i think that tells us whether or not they'll win a world series within the next three years yeah i think i'll i'll just end this point uh and just say i i think i speak for connor and myself when i say yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> you sure speak for me on this one buddy uh i i think i speak for connor and myself when i when i say that we have more than a couple of years to see if the dodgers win that world series uh because they do have so much young talent and they have the ability to go out and get guys with all that money mm -hmm. that they do have um and so creating that perfect team is difficult and there are other better teams that are surrounding them and I don't think that they will ever be the best team in the MLB in the next five years but I think that they could win a World Series one of the things about the Dodgers that's always uh that's always impressed me is their ability to develop players um because for a lot of teams the Padres you know are, are my number one example because I know their team and I know their their roster depth and all that stuff the Padres have an excellent farm system and and by all means like should be a World Series contender within a few years but the one thing that the Padres have never been able to do 
is develop players. And the Dodgers can take prospects. Gavin Lux, uh, Will Smith, uh, Alex Verdugo, those three guys that we keep mentioning, those rookies this year, Corey Seager a few years ago, Cody Bellinger, they take Max Muncie, they revive his career, Justin Turner, they do the same thing. They have been able to take these players and make them into something good. Their player development is what sets them apart. And a team like the Padres, the only time that you get a good player um, has been if they're a naturally good player. And they can't seem to figure out how to develop their team. Like they wait for a once in a generation guy like Tony Gwynn, who stayed his entire career with the Padres and was a great player, but he did that himself. It wasn't the organization building him up. Or Fernando Tatis Jr., whose baseball instincts are off the charts and people are saying is going to be a major player in the MLB, probably an MVP in years to come. Sure. Um, And that's the issue with the Padres. But the Dodgers do such a good job at developing their players that that never ends up being an issue with them. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, before uh, Connor dies of boredom uh, of talking about baseball, <laughs> let's talk about football. Oh. Hey, it's my job to do the transition, and I was going to. This transition is transitioning to Quinn's transi- transition. Yeah. Quinn, hey. what do you got for us? <clears throat> Speaking of football, let's talk about <laughs> football. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's a good time to talk. I, I guess speaking of powerhouses, actually, you know, the Dodgers. Let's talk about the Patriots. So I'll say this to the point of the Dodgers. I agree with um, everything you both of you say, mostly because I don't understand. Um, <laughs> and go Padres, Quinn. Am I right, man? Nah. <laughs> All right. Go Mariners. Oh, we're dude. Ah, anyway. So <laughs> let's let's table the Mariners for another time of never ever until uh, the end of time forever. Uh, right. So moving on to our powerhouse, I did some research, Seth Quinn. Oh. Wait, when, uh, uh, real quick. Yeah. Before we get into this, yeah, sure. I uh, just want to bring up the fact. If the Nationals make the World Series this year, the Mariners will be the only team to have never made a World Series. Well, that <laughs> ah. well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I, I said this last week, and I want to reiterate. Um, at least the Dodgers <laughs> got to the playoffs to lose. <laughs> they won 100 games just to lose, but we couldn't. We weren't even <laughs> sniffing it. We weren't even downwind. <laughs> One day. One day. Yeah, back, back to... All back to, to say, I did some research, Quinn. I was going to Bavada. That is an online gambling website. And um, I was doing some research because it's time, um, as as much as we do want um, sponsors to sponsor this podcast, and as much as they are well on their way, I can assume, um, it's time that we take our fist, uh, we become fiscally responsible, and we take All our right. money into our own hands. It's time that we get into gambling, online gambling okay. for sports. I'm not saying we have to. I'm just going to say this. The Patriots undefeated is plus 1150 and what that means for our non-gambling fans out there is that if you spend a hundred dollars you will win one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars with a one hundred dollar bet you're going to win eleven hundred and fifty dollars plus 150 if it was minus 150 you'd have to spend one thousand one hundred fifty dollars to win a hundred dollars we can talk about the plus and minus system later the bottom line is this so what you're telling me is put one dollar on the patriots what i'm saying you could (laughs) and you would win it looks like um ten fifty eleven fifty one hundred and fifteen really 
I don't know how math works, but I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, I'm a journalism major. You could, yeah. you know, put a lot of pictures. <laughs> Why not? See that what happens. But that is them going undefeated. And what this shows is that Vegas is it's it's a it's a pretty good bet. Um, and that's like that number is not too high, and it shows that the Patriots' undefeated season. They do have to play the Chiefs. They do have to play the Bills again. They do have to play, um, I think, the Cowboys. They do have to play um, teams that are going to test them. But uh, th- this is an opportunity for them to go undefeated. Uh, this year they have a great opportunity if Tom can, um, I guess, do his thing again and beat back the Wicked Witch of Time. And so uh, I say that if we bet $100, we get uh, a grand. And I, fellas, I, just, I, I want us to send it. <clears throat> so this is why we need sponsors. Uh, well, we won't. We might not need sponsors if we uh, we take upon these opportunities. Uh, take upon our uh, take it <laughs> take it upon ourselves to do well with these opportunities. Cheetos sponsor us if, so we can bet on Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> if I bring Cheetos into the studio next week and we all loudly crunch on Cheetos while we talk to each other, we have to. Enjoy. I think off, that they'll give I us think, three thousand dollars. I also think our listens him. would go Ooh, down, wow. down by a lot. <laughs> Hey, welcome to our ASMR podcast where we chew in your ears for uh, an hour and a half. Mm. We make it a special extended podcast, too. Quinn make was it. just eating curly fries for those of you viewing that aren't just the two of us. I turned our mic off. <laughs> my mic off. Good for you. Um, so you didn't hear me munching on those curly fries. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I love you for that. Eagle's Nest sponsor us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I want to get to... I don't have the money. I, I, I'm just always so excited for this segment, so I just want—I want to push right, on. We're moving on. Uh, tinfoil hat. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're only at 30 minutes this podcast, so we can actually spend a lot of time on on these, which yes. I'm, I'm kind of excited about because uh, we each get to talk about our tinfoil hat takes. So, why don't we talk with, uh, or why don't we start with um, Connor? Um, well, mine was that Deshaun Watson closes in on Patrick Mahomes as time moves forward. Mm. And I think what this, we saw this in the game last week where uh, the Texans sort of ran ran down the throat of the uh, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs' offensive line isn't all that special. I think Patrick Mahomes is very special. Tyreek Hill having him back is really awesome. Their running game is fine. Their defense is fine. But uh, what we saw with Deshaun Watson is he is doing the thing that he did at Clemson. Um, he once uh, was, there was an interview of other players and uh, the, in college, and they were like, we wanted Deshaun Watson to go to Alabama. And Deshaun Watson's response to that is, no, 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 I want to be the man to beat Alabama. And so he, that's why he went to Clemson. Mm. And later he did um, and get himself a championship against Alabama. So, all to say this, I think that my hot take is that Deshaun Watson um, is going to be one in the same league of Patrick Mahomes. We talk about that draft in 2017. We got Baker Mayfield in there. We have um, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Wait, that's two different drafts. No. That's two different drafts. So you Deshaun had Watson, Watson and Mahomes the year before. And Baker. No. And Baker Lamar and was Lamar. 2017. Yeah. It was. Uh, no, those two guys were 2017 also. Yeah, look it up, fellas. No, 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 no. no. Oh, wait, I think you're right. Uh, this was a different draft. These were two different I'm drafts. I'm looking this up right now. All right, we'll look it up. However, I'll just say this. Whether or not whatever draft it is, I think as it, this ages, this is going to be like a Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady True. level of skill that's going to be matched. So I think I think Deshaun Watson ages very well, and I think Patrick Mahomes, um, I'm not going to say he's like peaked by any means, but sure. obviously we've seen the peak of his abilities, and I think Deshaun Watson can hit that ceiling. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, now they're both in their third year right now. Mahomes' second year playing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been really interesting. Oh, to watch. you're right, because Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah. Was so that's, a rookie. That's uh-huh. where it's different because yeah, okay. he, it seemed like he was a rookie because it was first time out no, there. I understand. Um, but he but played yeah. that week 17 with Alex Smith. Exactly. Uh, Lamar was 2018. Yeah, Lamar and that, that group of five yeah. with Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Darnold. Uh, yeah, the more yeah. now. There you yeah. go. Mayfield. Um, and it's so interesting, just the different quarterback drafts, where you see 2018, you have five quarterbacks. None of them are blowing anyone's minds. You know, they're all kind of their own thing. Um, some of them are doing really poorly. Some of them are doing okay. But that's that's kind of the extent of it, where you have just Watson and Mahomes are two MVP candidates. Yeah, I mean, um, Mitch Trubisky last season was doing well, but I think he's fallen off, obviously, with his injury. Sure. Team. We haven't seen much of him. Um, Jared Goff? No, that was the one before. I'm getting all my drafts. I know, out. they're all, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, you, like, pay attention to the draft, like, that year, and then you forget, like, who came from when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, I'm looking at 2018 right now. Baker went first, Saquon Barkley went second, Sam Darnold went third, so. I've been watching all these redrafts, and in all of them, they still have that same five go in that same order. Hmm. And those those five quarterbacks. Baker going one. Baker going one. Which Whoa. I don't I don't disrespect, but the fact that they still have Lamar behind Josh Rosen is a travesty to me. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a travesty. Josh I, Rosen I think, threw two interceptions against the Redskins. Well, okay, so <laughs> and wait, cost them that game. What's your tin foil hat take? Mine. Yeah. What, uh, what is it? Mine is that by the end of this season. Baker Mayfield will be a pro bowler for the AFC. Oh. You're you're ridiculous. Uh why? Why do I say that? How? Um He's thrown 25 picks in the last 20 games. Is that what? true? Look it up, Quinn. I'm looking that up. That's let's, crazy. Let's Maybe it's 23 that. in the last 20 <laughs> games. Uh, uh but something that I have a problem with is is just the Browns schedule. Um, that they've had so far. So, like you said earlier, week one, not a great judge of character. Uh, they lost to the Titans by 30. Yeah. Uh, but then they beat the Jets. Uh, Rams beat them narrowly. <laughs> they beat the Ravens. Then they play Niners and Seahawks. And so their schedule has been very tough. It has um, been tough. They still have the Patriots to play. Big pass rush. Um, and they still have the Bills to play. But Big other than pass that, rush. he's got eight interceptions in five games. Eight and five. Okay. Yeah, but if you look at the last 20. He's had, I think, 20, yeah, 23, I, I 25. Think you're probably right okay. on that because it's 22 interceptions in his career. But anyway, I'm talking moving so. forward in the season. You have the Broncos, the Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers again, Bengals twice, Cardinals, and the Ravens, whose secondary is shot. Hmm. Um, and so I am seeing a very favorable schedule for the Browns as a whole. But also Baker specifically with these defenses. And you think them playing that game translates to Baker Mayfield going to the Pro Bowl? I do, because the AFC quarterback-wise is weak. I I see Deshaun Watson, I see Patrick Mahomes, and I see some semblance of Tom Brady. Some semblance? I mean, I he's see. great. I mean, his team is 5-0, and 6-0. Oh, so, Tom six Brady's and always Tom Brady, and he's not having an he's insane going year. Pro Bowl. Right, but, but yeah, you know, he'll, he'll always go That's just Pro standard Bowl. for him. Uh, but at the same time, Tom Brady doesn't have to do all that much you're te- anymore. You're telling me this. I just want to I just want <laughs> make sure that we're on the same page yeah, here. Yeah. You're telling me that the Bills, who Antonio Brown literally, before the season 
asked him for himself not to be on a team so poor that would be so bad for his brand. He literally asked to be gone from um, the Bills, who who we all were super low on. We were going to say the Patriots are going to run. They're going to sprint through the uh, AFC East. Um, Josh Allen of the Bills, yeah. Um, who Josh Allen hasn't lost. I think he missed the game that they lost. Um, no, they lost to the Patriots. He was there. Never mind. False, <laughs> false alarm. Okay. But the bottom line, you're saying Baker Mayfield makes it over uh, Josh Allen. Of Josh Allen? <laughs> Josh Allen? Okay, I would, I would agree is, with that. With You agree with Connor? No. Okay. With no. you. Yeah. Baker Mayfield Josh makes Allen, it over Josh Allen. Josh Allen's not having a good year. No, if your no, argument against me, uh, my argument is to you, how I'll can pick a different Baker quarterback, Mayf- buddy? No, 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 I picked him very, uh, very purposefully. Well, I want to hear why. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. This is the we're gonna go through the season no, of Josh let's Allen. Hear it, let's hear. It. Yeah, let's. I'm so excited to find out his Pro Bowl season that he's having. <laughs> it's not that Josh Allen's having a Pro Bowl season. He's not. It's that Baker Mayfield is. If we're putting Baker in there, we have to put Josh Allen. No, in no. There. I'm. I'm. Look at. Look forward to what Baker has coming up. Baker is stacked with receivers, an excellent defense. We all know that the talent is there. The Bills are surprising people, and they're winning these close, low-scoring games. Josh Allen would never be a Pro Bowl quarterback in that scenario. What I'm saying the Browns do going forward is they start to annihilate some of these poor teams, and Baker has a second half of the season like Lamar had a first half of the season. So Lamar Jackson goes off against the Bengals, for example, last game. He has 250 passing yards, 100 rushing yards. Those are insane numbers. Now, he doesn't put up anything close to that uh, against the Browns or against the Chiefs in those two losses. So I'm saying that Baker's already played the majority of his tough games. But when he goes in to play the Dolphins, he's going to tear them apart for five touchdowns and 400 passing yards. And so, so games like that uh, sorry. are going to add up. A, a, a quarterback that's on pace for almost 25 interceptions this season. On pace against very difficult opponents that but, he doesn't have to play but again. But still, on pace sure. 25 interceptions this season. 22 interceptions in his career, which has only been a year yeah. now, not even a half yet, is going to make the Pro Bowl this year. Yes, because I dare you to find another quarterback that will. Because uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the Bills, Josh Rosen, nothing nothing doing there. Uh, Raiders are second in the AFC. Derek Carr isn't anything special. Um, Lamar Jackson has an incredibly difficult schedule coming up. And in the games where he plays good defenses, he throws interceptions. I think Lamar makes the interceptions. Pro Bowl. Lamar, no. Because Lamar makes it. Lamar, they're four, are they 4-2 and two right now? They're 4-2 and two right now. Who makes the Pro team. Bowl? Marcus Mariota. <sighs> Marcus Mariota. Um... <laughs> Okay, I, I I know that my Josh Allen take was boiling hot. Who am I to say it's not? I'm just going to say this. He has four less interceptions, and he has like 200 more yards What's if his quarterback you take into account. Well, I'll give you Baker Mayfield's, and that's 66. Um, and then I will find... 68. 68.5. Really? Uh, hey, coming up in the Where world. are you looking? Oh, I'm looking on Google. Where are you looking? Specifically uh, arguing against Lamar <laughs> making the... <laughs> What? <laughs> Specifically against Lamar making the Pro Bowl. Josh Allen? Or were you looking at Baker? <laughs> Baker. Oh, what? All right, whatever. Uh, uh, In between uh. 66 and 68. 
Um, his completion percentage is just a hair over 56. He has 1,500 yards. I'm not um, talking about the past. I'm talking about the future. I'm, I'm talking about what he's going to do against the Bengals twice, the Steelers twice, the Cardinals. I'm going to say this about... I'll say this to what you're saying. You're right that the future could be bright for him. I don't think it's bright enough to erase his past. And I think that what we have seen in Baker is an offensive line that he can't seem to function within. And um, we haven't seen... We've seen a lot of his... um, Oh, his QBR, Quinn, is 39. As according to ESPN. Yeah, according to ESPN. (laughs) Okay, it's low. Let's just put that out yeah. there. It's low. I hear you, Seth, and I just believe that Baker Mayfield can't erase such a poor pass, especially when he goes against the Bills defense and the Patriots defense, which were our one to three to top five of the best defenses in football. I'm right not now. necessarily saying that Baker is a great quarterback, but I'm saying that in the AFC, you no longer have a great Philip Rivers. His team is two and four, and he's underperforming due to his offensive line and age. Which you is have no such a big bummer ben. to me because it's not it's his sad. fault. Yeah, uh, but you have Ben Roethlisberger is out for the season. Uh, Andy Dalton is on a terrible team. Uh, Nick Foles is injured. Uh, obviously, Andrew Luck retired. There's no more competition. G Minshew, Garner. Okay. Trade asset Minshew. Listen, baby. That's right. Baker Mayfield is literally Kyle Allen? sixth to last. Kyle Allen's in the NFC. Wait, you're Baker right. Baker Mayfield <laughs> is sixth to last in quarterback rating. All right, year. right now. Yeah, Josh Allen's lower. By the way, give give the boy time. <laughs> um, hey, Josh Allen, he'll rush. Josh Allen's he'll third, rush. third to last. He'll ru- he'll you rush. You are six games out of sixteen. Josh Rosen's even worse. <laughs> We still have so many games left to play. I just want to say, like, I, I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but Josh Rosen has an 18.8 quarterback rating. Gosh, that is bad. rough. That <laughs> is a terrible player. That's really bad. Kyler Murray's at, like, he's in the high 80s, right? And so I is think he? that also shows for Cliff Kingsbury. He's 56. But 56? Passer rating. This is according to ESPN quarterback rating. All right. Well... Dak Prescott's in, is an 81, and he's first. No, you're looking at a different rating scale. You're not looking at I'm looking rating. at quarterback rating. <laughs> Regardless of but- <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to say that Baker is a above-average quarterback in a below-average league, and he's playing some very below-average teams. He will make the Pro Bowl based on this back half of 10 games. And so you can you can think what you want All about right. that. That's my tinfoil hat take. Cool. We'll Time see how it pans mine. out. I'll just say this to you, Seth. I would love <sighs> it to be true. I would love to see the Browns turn around. I think on paper they seem really fun, and it bums me out when they lose. Um, I love. I would. I would. I would love to root for the Browns. Um, so I hope it's true. I just don't think it is. I don't hope it's true because yeah, I'm a Ravens true. fan. Big Ravens guy. Seahawks Ravens okay. this week. Anyway, Quinn. We'll my, my my tinfoil hat time. Um, all right. Defending World Series champions, the Boston Red Sox, 2018 World Series champs, um, are going full rebuild this season. That's my tinfoil hat take. I think they do a fire sale. They sell their team off. Everything. They just got rid of Dombrowski. 
Um, so that frees up some space in their front office for them to make some moves. Um, and they trade away Price. They trade away J- J.D. Martinez. They trade away Mookie Betts. Jeez. They get below the salary cap. They're trading away Mookie Betts? Mm-hmm. Okay, Quinn. Okay, uh, hear me out here. Mookie Betts has one year left on his contract, and he's already said that he's going to test the free agency. What that means to me is that they either trade him this year and get some good prospects for him now or lose him in a year for absolutely nothing. Um, and they're not contenders next year. So they have no reason to keep Mookie Betts this offseason. They trade him to a team that needs him for a one-year loan uh, that can and will make the World Series next year um, that will take him, that'll need him. I think he goes to like the Reds or something like that, which wow. has a contending team um, or a team like uh, you know the, the Cardinals maybe, uh, an NL team. I think he goes there for a year. He tests the free agency, gets a boatload of money because he's Mookie Betts and one of the best players in the league right now. Um, So I think the Red Sox trade Mookie. I think they trade J.D. Martinez, who has a huge contract and is also worth a lot as a DH. And I think they trade David Price, who has the veteran experience and a lot of teams are... Uh, they, they want that and they want to see that on their team, um, but also has a massive contract. Bo Sox fire sale. That they don't want right now. Okay, so that's a fun take. The Sox go on a full rebuild and, and they, they just Liquidating embrace. Liquidating all assets. They embrace the fact that they're not going to win a World Series for a little bit and they move all their assets and they take in some young players in return. Wow. Fun, okay. Fun, fun. That's, my, right. that's my tinfoil hat take. I personally actually would love to see it happen um, because I think the Red Sox right now are kind of stale and they had a bad year this year. Yeah. Um, and I think they need some energy uh, brought by some younger players. So um, I know it's been speculated that the Padres might go for Mookie Betts. I sincerely hope they don't. But if they got some players like uh, like like some of the Padres young pitching, stuff like that, um, that could be a fun Red Sox team to watch. That's true. So, uh, that's my that's my tinfoil hat take, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Any rebuttals on that? I couldn't. I couldn't if I tried, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I actually like it. I think it's a fun take. I think it's it's possible, but maybe unlikely. I don't know. You you got the math behind it, so we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I feel like I feel like for most of these takes, we won't know. No. The result. It's gonna be a for, while for a long time, and we'll talk about it in an age like milk segment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to quick picks, we got 15 minutes left. So, Connor, you've been wanting to talk about this for two weeks now. You've been eagerly awaiting this subject. So, it I'm is time it. for Connor's quick pick. What is your quick pick? 72.5 completion percentage, 14 touchdowns. I'm like six Miss ASMR games. right here. Zero interceptions. When, according to ProFootballReference.com, 124.7 quarterback rating, 1,700 yards. The man, the myth, the legend, Russell Wilson, is having the year of – he's having a career year. He's playing He's playing exceptionally he well. Is, he, is. he is in the MVP conversation, as he well deserves to be. Um, as I am a Seahawks fan – Born and raised, I am bred right out of the the ports the, the port city of Olympia, Washington, just a mere forty five minutes to an hour south of Seattle, and uh, depending on traffic, Seth. And anywho, I just my quick pick today is I think it, with what we're seeing in Russell Wilson is my my uh, my guy 
is finally getting the respect he has been deserving of for his entire career. I think that Russell Wilson is the absolute cornerstone of the Seahawks offense um, because he's a quarterback, but also because for from years past because he's been surrounded by horrible offensive lines. He's been surrounded by since Marshawn Lynch, now Chris Carson, but in that between that period, not any steady running backs. He's had Doug Baldwin, who's pretty good. He's had Tyler Lockett, who's finally emerging, but he hasn't had the best receivers of all time. We got Brandon Marshall when Brandon Marshall was like 90. And, uh, and Russell Wilson has been running around the pocket, rushing. He, two years ago, Quinn, Russell Wilson was our leading rusher and our leading passer. Obviously, he was our leading passer, but he was our leading rusher, Quinn. There's only one touchdown that was made offensively that wasn't Russell Wilson two years ago. Hey, Connor. I'm telling you, Quinn. I believe you. He's finally <laughs> getting the respect he deserves. And it feels real nice to finally have the entire nation turn to what has been the Seahawks' savior, Russell Wilson. <clears throat> Question. Yeah. Completely unrelated. Uh, um, if you guys had one player that you could get a jersey for, who would it be? That I already don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Or that I'm not getting soon. Um, yeah, I would Jackson. love yeah. to get um, like a Carmelo Anthony. What? Hear me out. Hear me out. I want to get like a Carmelo Anthony like Brooklyn Nets jersey. <laughs> Um, I'm calling it uh, Carmelo to Brooklyn. Um, I think his family like already lives in New York. He has had a history with the Knicks, and he wants to go to the more fun team. So mine would be a tinfoil hat jersey purchase, and it'd be uh, it'd be Anthony number I don't know six on the Nets. What <laughs> are you talking about? Has to be. I would go with Patrick Ricard. On the Baltimore Ravens, number 42. He's a fullback. He's a defensive back at the same time. He plays both sides of the ball. Maybe he'll get an interception. Maybe he'll run it in for a half-yard touchdown. You don't know. <laughs> but he's special, and I like him. And he's underrated, and he's not one of those guys that like you're going to see with a lot of jerseys out there. So if someone's handing me a free jersey, give me Pat Ricard. <laughs> also unrelated. I kind of just want to bring this up. Also, just I I don't want to just toss away your 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 quick pick real quick. So. I know it's fine. The nation has been tossing away I, Russell Wilson for a long time. I Quinn. I think Russell Wilson's having an, a phenomenal season, and personally, I think he deserves like a, a, an MVP would really like. If the Seahawks go twelve and four, cap off I his think career. I, I'd love to see him cap win. off. Quinn, it's no, not no, like over. He's it, about to retire. It, it, it would, <laughs> no. I, what I mean by that is, it, it would like it would it would add some icing to the cake. No, for sure. I think that it would add to his um, Hall of Fame pedigree after we win the Super Bowl this year. Obviously, um, obviously, obviously. But I'll just say this to Russell Wilson very seriously: um, if the Seahawks go twelve and four, I think he is an absolute MVP candidate. Which is for me, it's like finally. Yeah, and like he's been an elite quarterback all this time. People are like waking he's, up he's, saying he's underrated. He, yeah, he really well, is. I mean, kind of. People are like, "Oh, Russell Wilson, I forgot he was good." Man, he hasn't not been good. He's been good this whole time. He's been consistently well above average, yeah, and it's because yeah. he's so consistent that nobody talks about it. Because he's just like does his thing. You're right. He's, Even with a bad team, he just does his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good man. He's a good man of God. That that Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> also. Completely unrelated, and I guess we're just gonna wrap up quick picks. If you're cool with that, yeah. Um, did you did you guys hear about the Padres minor leaguer? Uh, Jacob, no, Jacob Nix. <laughs> why would we? Uh, yes, we don't follow. I'll, I'll tell you. Follow. I'll tell you why. Uh, Jacob Nix, uh, pitcher for the uh, the El Paso Chihuahuas. I think he's in AAA. Um, <laughs> the El Paso get, Chihuahuas. Get this. He. 
was caught breaking and entering into a home through a dog door, then tasered by the owner. Yeah, baby. He is a chihuahua. Before getting, <laughs> before <laughs> getting a, arrested. And uh, he's now being charged with uh, burglary. So he's going to go pro now, right? Because <laughs> the Padres don't have any other draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a controversial player, much like Manny Machado. Yeah, that'll sell. That'll sell tickets. Yeah. I would give this man three hundred million right now if I was the Padres. But like, he was breaking and entering into a home through the dog door. He might have been a major league baseball player, and he was like thinking of himself. You know what I got to do is steal. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a lot of money anytime soon, so I may as well steal from this house. And then, like halfway through the, do- I think it was like halfway through the dog door. Like he was like halfway that in, like squeezing through. The owner comes up and tases him. That means the owner. That's that's kind of great. Just saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The visual of that's really funny to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy you told me that. Yeah, that the was Chihuahua yeah, man that just pops into my in head. The doggy door. As we were talking about, just like kind of meme jerseys, um, yeah. just just a great sports meme of the week. Sick. Um, uh, what are we going to be watching next week? Uh, we'll we'll close out the podcast talking about uh, probably the the biggest face off that this podcast will see. Uh, I, I know what me and Connor are watching. We're uh, we're gonna witness. A great showdown, Ooh. a phenomenal showdown Ooh. between an MVP candidate mm. and a quarterback on the rise. Mm. Boys, I'm talking about the Seahawks versus the Ravens. Connor versus Seth, the matchup of the century. <laughs> <laughs> they fight on the podcast, they fight off the podcast, and but their teams have never fought each other. I think. Dun, dun, dun. I think really we need to put some uh, put some wagers on this. Money? No. <laughs> I'm talking on air. I'm talking on air wagers. Wagers. Oh, like all right. Seth. If, yes, sir. If <laughs> the Seahawks beat the Ravens, I have, I have very intentionally and carefully crafted you a sentence. You have to say with all the gusto you can conjure. Okay. And it's this. This is if the Seahawks win. <laughs> Dare I say <laughs> when? Um, you have to say a thank you, your to your honor. His Grace, Russell, His Lordship, Wilson, for his merciful win of only X amount of points. Probably going to be upwards of 15. Uh, we deserved worse, <laughs> and it was by your mercy that it was only this bad. Got it. And so that's what you have to say. Okay. Uh, for you... On air. I... This probably won't work uh, audio-wise. won't win. But I have some... Uh, so I went to the Ravens game last year when they played mm-hmm. the Chargers, and I'm going again this year when they play the Rams. So I still have some leftover uh, face paint, um, some purple and black face paint um, oh, in my drawer. Baby. And so I get to paint your face while you wear my Ray Lewis jersey. That is, uh, that is so brutal. In studio. Connor, are you I sure win. you don't want to add something to your wager here? Um. I will. You'll just have to wear my Russell Wilson jersey that day. All right. That, uh, that, that on day. air, and then that day you wear the Russell Wilson jersey, and then you safely return it in <laughs> its in its frame. It belongs to my mantle. I have a whole shrine. There's candles. Okay. The whole okay. nine yards. I want you to know that I have nothing against Russell. I will not. Hurt and I'm jersey. a big fan of Lamar. Yeah. You know, no, we a, like each other. I on like most the weeks. Ravens, this but is just a, it's this week, just not this week. No. The unstoppable force. Meets a pretty movable, let's be honest, um, frail object, and that's um, Earl Thomas <laughs> oh, <laughs> playing man. in Seattle. That'll be interesting to see. That will be. I'm excited for that. Because you way keep he left talking Seahawks. because you'll probably win. 
But, you know, I'm going to stay stoic and silent. I'll say this much to the account of Lamar, though. He's the type of quarterback. I mean, last week he runs for over 150, passes for over what 200, right? Yeah, love like, him. he is, I, I always want to say, like, he's our modern day Michael Vick. And um, without the I am worried controversy. every single time as a fan of the opposing team to the Ravens like this week, I'm going to be worried whenever Lamar has the ball in his hands because I'm thinking he's, whatever sack he's going to get out of it, yeah. whatever pass he's probably going to hit it, whatever, whenever he if he talks and runs, uh oh. You know, so I think to the um, to the testament of the Ravens, they are a really they're one of those spoilers. I think they're one of those spoiler teams yeah. that can come. They're four and two. I mean, like they're not a bad team. If they beat the Seahawks, then they would have a win against the Seahawks and a five and two record, yeah. moving them probably back into that AFC conversation. One of our of biggest games of the season. A bigger playoff. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And for the Seahawks, it's our first. It's our it's our first test since like the Rams was a sort of test, but they're kind of on the weird decline. Yeah, I think that was probably us was not knowing how good <laughs> Todd Gurley was. Um, I think we might have underrated Todd Gurley's effect on that team, at least as it relates to Jared Goff, because Goff has been, he's passing for a, a bunch of yards, but they just can't string together a couple wins uh, no. back to back. So yeah. I'll say this about the Seahawks. This is going to be a test for them too, because Lamar is probably the best quarterback that we have faced all season. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm it's excited game for to it. watch of the whole week. I mean, if you look at the NFL that week, that is going to be the most fun game to watch in You're my right. opinion. Yeah. What else are we watching, boys? Uh, I'll make this quick, but I, personally, I'm watching the Giants versus the Cardinals, and that sounds like it could be a game in baseball, but it's one in football. Yeah, I was going to uh, say when right. I first read that, yeah. I, I thought... Any other I was October. Like, I was like, Seth, one of those teams is out of the playoffs, Silly and the goose. other team is going to be out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am watching that mostly for the return of Saquon. Um, he projects to be back this Sunday. Um, he's had a lot of rest, um, plus they, they played... Thursday night and not Sunday um, and so the Giants as a team have had a lot of rest you've got two young quarterbacks Kyler Murray versus Daniel Danny Jones. Dimes Danny Dimes uh, along with uh, David Johnson and Saquon um, so a fun young two two poor teams overall but um, really a lot to play for right now um, because they're they're not playing for top picks they're playing for the team that they have right now is their yeah. future um, for both of them so let's see what happens I think that's going to be uh, a really great game and I think one that we are grossly overlooking is going to be the series between the Astros and the Yankees we touched on it earlier and that has been an entertaining series to say the very least so far I promise yeah, yeah. That'll be exciting because we had. Uh, did you guys watch the game the other night with uh, Carlos Correa? Went, yeah, went into yeah. extra innings. Yes, sir. Carlos Correa, baby. Uh, I, all I'm going to say is I've had a great time watching that series. The Astros have some phenomenal pitching, and the Yankees have some phenomenal bats, and it's going to be so much fun to see how that one pans out. Uh, either way, I, I hope it's the Astros that end up going because I don't like the Yankees. I don't like them either. I hope they both don't. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's how it works. I hope this series goes to 16 games and they tie. <laughs> I hope the third game goes into extra innings and just finishes in the 123rd inning. That's my goal. <laughs> Good. How long would that be? That would be like a 123 innings. That that would be. Yes, Quinn. Let's do math about 123 innings. That'd here be like a four-day game. You're wasting my time. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, that'll be a fun series to watch, though. Yeah. Uh, I want I want to see how that one pans out. The NLCS, on the other hand, uh, it probably it's over. It probably finishes. When, when's the next game? I'm tired of making baseball game predictions because we're always wrong. Because we're awful at it. So I'm gonna <laughs> say this one is gonna be over in 
probably seven games or less. Oh, the Astros and Yankees are playing right now. Oh, score? Uh, 1-0, Strohs, top of the first. They're wow. playing uh, They're playing an ALCS at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday? Yeah, I, I don't like that. That bums me out. Also, the Nats and That's Cards. prime time. Nats and Cardinals play it. Uh, at five today. Right side. I can watch this after. So the I think I think honestly, game four, um <laughs> Nationals are going to the World Series after today. <laughs> let's okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Let's see. I, okay, because I, I, I want them to win. I really do. Anywho. It's, it's a good team. Yeah. Uh and I I, I, I don't think that the Cardinals are. Mm-hmm. The, I like they're a good team, but I I don't think they're an NLCS team. Sure. I don't I don't think they belonged in the NLCS. I feel you. But, uh, yep, that does it for the podcast today. Um, thank you guys, as usual, for joining us. Uh, make sure to join us next week when we uh, do our special NBA preview as Connor uh, viciously stomps <laughs> his foot on my hand that's on the mouse. Um, Connor, please refrain. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Um, and that's it for GPS Sports. See you guys. <laughs>